Welcome to Superhero Stuff You Should Know. I am Ben, the Guardian of Gotham, and with me as usual <laughs> is my co-host... Andruvius Gothamicus the third. <laughs> I'm back! Yes. No doubt the founder of Gotham. <laughs> yes! <laughs> the founding We've families, yes. Many dealings with the court. Yes, indeed. So... Indeed. We've been doing different rankings, and I thought since... I guess this is our post-The Batman ranking, but ranking the Gotham... Well, not. No, actually, we did the Batcaves. What am I thinking? Anyways, the second one, post-The Batman. <laughs> it's ranking the Gotham cities in live-action film and television. So, uh, we got a lot of production design to go over, a lot of city talk, all that good stuff, locations as well. So, uh, let's dive into it. First off, with the origin of the name Gotham. So, Gotham. Yes. Do you know where Gotham comes from? It's not a typeface. Well, goth, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it comes from fucking goth, right? Like the actual European history goth? Kind of. So Gothics? It, is a, it has always been a nickname for New York City that became popular in the 19th century, and it was coined by the writer of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, Washington Irving. So he was the what? one who was the first one to, to name New York Gotham. Apparently, he did it in an 1807 edition of Salma Gundy, a periodical that he wrote for that was like a satire, I guess. And uh, he took it from Gotham, a real village in Nottinghamshire in England. I might have butchered that pronunciation. Our English viewers will let us ben, know. Ben, do you mean to tell me I am actually learning something already <laughs> in this podcast? Yes. yes. The, the Gotham two City minutes comes in? from England. Yes. Unbelievable. Well, it comes from England and then was carried over by Washington Irving. Irving, of course, as I said before, wrote The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which introduced the Headless Horseman and Ichabod Crane, the inspiration for the Scarecrow. So now we kind of got this weird, like, Sleepy Hollow Gotham connection right now. So okay. that's interesting. And it was, of course, Bill Finger, not Bob Kane, who came up with the idea of, eh, let's carry over the Washington Irving <laughs> nickname for uh, New York into being Gotham City. So uh, wow. he apparently had different names in mind before he came up with Gotham City. Finger apparently said, originally, I was going to call Gotham City Civic City, which became the city for the Justice Boring. Society. Boring. Yeah, I know, right? I'm just like, that just does not seem to work at all for this. Uh, <laughs> not then a, I not tried Capital City, then nope. Coast City, Coast City later being the home for Hal Jordan. Like, none of these really work for thinking Batman. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says, then I flipped through the New York City phone book and spotted the name Gotham Jewel Jewelers. And I said, that's it. Gotham City. We didn't call it New York because we wanted anybody in any city to identify with it. I was so. that was on my mind. I was like, why would why they go with a fake city? But that's interesting. Yeah. It's almost kind of progressive in the sense and how how they were thinking like that, you know? Yeah, where they're just like it's kind of the real world, but kind of not. Maybe it shouldn't be in the real world at all. Now that we're starting to get a little bit more into the fantastical, you know, like as we've talked about in the Patreon, only like the first four issues of batman yeah. are kind of like general mystery stuff and then it just gets more fantastical and then like by the fifth issue is just flat out batman versus the vampire just so yeah. just, <laughs> just making it to where you can relate to it because it's nobody nobody lives in god is not real you know mm -hmm. yeah it's it's it reminds me one time they asked james hetfield the singer of metallica though well, they've asked him a million times but 
like what's the meaning of this lyric what's the meaning of this song or whatever mm -hmm. he he won't give it away because mm -hmm. he says as soon as you do that it, it it loses the meaning for you that's true it loses the yeah. li the listener loses their meaning to that their mm -hmm. their close connection to that song mm -hmm. i mean i mean the guy obviously knows what he's doing he's in one <laughs> right. of the most biggest bands of all time so 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 yeah i always thought that was interesting like there's a, there's something important about being ambiguous at times yeah and i think it yeah. works for here like it just doesn't seem as special when it's new york and yet it seems very fitting when a lot of the marvel stuff is set in new york you know like if like spider-man's very much of, of queens daredevil from hell's kitchen like that seems to really fit in that whereas yeah. opposed to batman is just like yeah like it should be it almost feels like it should be a fictional city as opposed to a fictionalized new york so. There was a time when I was a kid when I realized it was like learning Santa wasn't real or something <laughs> that Cotham wasn't real. I remember mm -hmm. thinking it's not like, yeah, because <laughs> I, I visit, grew up I'm with like, 89. Eh. Yeah, I had seen 89 so much by the time I was like, I don't know, like eight or eight or nine years old. Like I was, you know, I thought Gotham was real. I really yeah. did. Yeah, because it makes it feel was, real. I didn't. I, I don't think I ever really thought Batman was real, even though I was probably young enough to think mm -hmm. that. But I I did think Gotham was real. I didn't think that. I just didn't. I didn't imagine that they created a whole fake city. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it also feels real. And little did we know at the time when we were watching it as kids that it was just like no, like in order to experience this specific Gotham City that they shot this movie in, you have to go to Pinewood in 1989 on the back lot. You know, like yeah. that's that's how you experience it. It's not a real place. And they should make a theme yeah. park. I mean, I know they got six flags, but that's not enough, dude. It's not the same. No, it's not the it's same. It's not the same. They got one Batman roller coaster, and <laughs> I guess they got a whole Justice League of roller coasters, but just take eh. the same. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it was actually producer Michael Uslan who found the newspaper ads for Gotham Jewelers back in June 1938. So here it is. You can see it on the side here. Gotham Jewelers Incorporated on the left so oh my god uh, there we are we got the relic it is i don't know if it's the exact ad that finger saw but it is the closest that i was able to find online to this ad for gotham jewel this is so incredible it's a piece of history that is extremely important now you know i can't believe this is online but i guess yeah. they, that's one of the few things that they really took good records of is every newspaper yeah, yeah so they so find that so that's cool this the, i know this is how it's the way it's printed but man this is scary these people on the right here uh yeah, that's just observed <laughs> golden wedding. Age. Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. it looks like a horror movie. Yeah, that is true. They so, probably uh, look totally fine in real life. They probably but, did in the real one. If there was an yeah. HD remastered version of this newspaper, they would look fine. Mm -hmm. But here, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was not until Batman issue number four in 1941 that we got the name of Gotham City in the story, the case of the Joker's Crime Circus, written of course by Bill Finger. So mm, Gotham indeed. City is first named through the newspaper, the Gotham City Gazette, introducing both the city and the classic newspaper in the same exact issue. So the Gotham Gazette. Yes. The Van Platt home robbed by the Joker, of course. So this also do they means... see themselves real quick? This is a real quick tangent. Yeah. But do they see themselves uh, in rival their rivals with the Daily Planet? <laughs> Are there ever any stories like that? Uh, maybe not at the time, but you can easily see Vicky Vale is the Gotham City version of Lois Lane. You've got the alliteration, yeah, yeah. you've got the, you know, what syllable 
well, the, the two syllable first name, one syllable last name type of thing. Oh, yeah. Trying to prove that Bruce Wade and Batman are the same, just like Lois is trying to prove Clark Kent and Superman are the same. So I imagine at some point along the line, uh, that's been explored. Maybe not in like the 40s and 50s, but for sure, probably sometime in post crisis or a new Man, or rebirth. You know, people at the Gazette are like, fuck those people in Metropolis at the, at the planet. <laughs> I think we I read got something the real where they news ended up here? getting bought up. Yeah, I think they got bought out by the same publisher as the Daily Planet. So maybe you were bought up by that anyway. asshole Lex Luthor, man. We're we're fucking we're staying true. Yeah, so. <laughs> and they're owned by the court or something. That would be cool, actually. If the fucking Court of Owls owns a Gazette, dude. Yeah, Ugh, that's true. See, that's another. <sighs> anyway, that's another story. Continue, Ben. So. Because this comes out in 1941, this means that Gotham City is present in every live-action incarnation, which we'll go over in this episode. So we are going to be ranking all the Gotham Cities in live-action film and television in official adaptations licensed by DC. So we're not counting fan films. It has to be live-action, and so it won't be the animated stuff. And for the most part, we'll be ranking the ones where it'll be like the movies and TV show that are set in Gotham City. If Gotham just kind of has a cameo in a movie or TV show, we're not really counting it that much. But we'll show it just for completion's sake. Yeah, just for completion's sake. We, yeah. we are probably the only video on YouTube that, at least right now, at the time of publication, that has that has this ranking probably, right? Uh, for Gotham I would imagine. Cities? I, ranking I, Gotham we'll cities. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll it won't see. last for sure, but I, I bet we are probably the only ones ranking this amount of Gotham cities because I'm sure they they're like, oh, let's rank Gotham cities, but they'll start with 89. They're not going to start where we're going to start. Okay. You know? So where are we going to start? Well, I did say they were in every live action adaptation, so it's actually going to be starting with the 1943 serial The Batman. <laughs> so. Uh, we don't know who was the production designer of this, but we know the shooting location was in L.A. County, not L.A. itself, but Chatsworth. Really? Uh, according to research that Dan did. so I would have thought they shot this in New York. Yeah, but no, apparently it is. Uh, now, what we have to keep in mind is that in the 1940s comics, as Gotham City was developing, it was very much just, you know, in the heart of the city, the urban jungle, that type of stuff. It <laughs> wasn't really that, there wasn't really the the big visual of you know batman on the gargoyle yet that type of stuff and if it was it was only a few panels and you know this is also a low budget serial so even if there were a lot of like gargoyle images in the comics at the time uh, you know they're on a lower budget as we can tell by the costumes here so just shooting shooting it in a city kind of fulfills gotham at the time again we're usually grading this on a scale so this is a so, fake background here that's not chatsworth uh, I would say, yeah, I would assume so. That's a fake background for these rooftop scenes. So I think the rooftop scenes really get to show the city a lot more than just like, you know, the Batmobile or their version of the Batmobile, which is just like convertible, just driving around on the streets here and there on just a random Chatsworth street. Not even downtown LA was this built up in the 30s though, right? Or no? Right. Yeah. Like I really like this image on the left with the the Mm -hmm. different buildings that you, you get the feeling. Of a 1940s Gotham, just from that, you've even got these like water tower things behind uh, Batman's shoulder over here, you know. Right. So that's pretty cool to me. I think for what this is, it's a low budget serial. This is pretty fucking good, you know. Like I, I yeah, won't give it S tier, you know. If we're going to, so if we're going to rank these, right? Uh, yeah. I won't give it an S tier because I feel like S tier would be like if they added some like German expressionist type shit to it, like that would be really cool. I think, but. Uh, that's not what they did. So uh, I'll give it a solid B. What do you think? 
I was thinking the same. I was gonna I was gonna give it B plus mm-hmm. just because uh, I don't know. My heart tells me B B area. <laughs> yeah. For some reason. Like they could have done a little more, but it is good for what yeah, it is. So. For what it is. Okay. So we're gonna transfer ourselves over to the tier maker right now. So this is what we got. We got a lot of Gothams to go through. If you guys are not familiar with our tier system, S <laughs> is the very top for superior. <laughs> then we got A, yeah. B, C, D, E. F and then of course the absolute shit goose egg slash it log that being it log for egg uh, on it and that's for the very bottom the the lowest of the low the the worst of the worst on any of these and uh, we've certainly awarded that to just men. think shit log <laughs> <laughs> so we are putting the Batman of 1943 at a B in terms of their portrayal of Gotham City there we go everybody they were we're off to the races on the tier indeed. So uh, that is the first one. Let's go over to the next one. So the next one we're going to be covering is the Gotham City of the 1949 serial. And uh, not quite the same. So we, again, we don't know who was the production designer, but here we go. We don't know who the production designer of this was, but the shooting location was still around Chatsworth. But I, I struggled. We struggled to find anything that looked like a city. In this, it looked like, oh, the lush countryside. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know L.A. geography, Chat- Chatsworth is, like, way out there. It's Is this still technically L.A.? It's just... It's, it's L.A. County. It's a suburb, mm-hmm. and probably not a whole lot of buildings. It's, it's a nice area. I've been. Mm-hmm. But it's not exactly urban sprawl. Actually, a lot most of L.A. is not. Kevin Smith yeah. always talks about this. It's, like, just one big... LA is one big suburb. Like there's like mm-hmm. a couple areas with skyscrapers, and that's it. You know, you yeah. got downtown, and you got Century City. Which who the fuck lives in Century City? No one. I don't know anybody that ever goes to Century City. That whole area is a fucking mystery to me. But there's big ass <laughs> buildings there. Right. I never. This this is a, a super LA conversation at this point, I guess. But <laughs> have you ever done fucking anything in Century City? Not Century I don't City. Remember. What am I thinking? If I I'm not, did. Oh yeah. Wait. Yeah. Century City. Yes. Not. Culver City's different. Culver people City's live, different, yeah. People live there, but Century City is like, yeah, you've never been, right? Or you've never even, done anything Even Culver there. City doesn't have the feeling, like when you think cities, you think of the skyscraper, like the stuff that we just saw in the yeah. 1943 one. But yeah, yeah. no, it's a little bit, instead of tall, it's, it's more just flat, like what we're seeing here in the 1949 one. You know, like this. Right. It, it feels like it's like the suburbs and the countryside in the 1949 series. Because I was, I was re-watching parts being like, that can't be it in terms of the city. And... And uh, I'm sure there's other parts I didn't get to, but no, it's just like a lot of just flat countryside type stuff. There's like a train station. <laughs> this is the Batman's yeah. driving through the countryside. I'm like, this is this does not scream Gotham City to me. The I, I town shit hadn't started yeah. yet, where they systematically removed all train shit for in place of freeways. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. So you know what I mean. They, I even tried to pull up some publicity photos being like, this should give a better look of Gotham. I'm like, eh, not really. <laughs> it just looks like other oh, man. other areas in the country. So, and maybe I think it's because it also lacks the rooftop fights of the 1943 one. Like in the 1943 one, there are a couple like fights on a rooftop and even some that like take place at night and stuff. And you okay, can see cool. like Batman at night on a rooftop and that's cool. Doesn't happen in this one. If it does, I don't remember it. So... It just kind of looks like it's shot in the random suburbs. And uh, this serial was also the one that got awarded the goose egg. <laughs> it was the debut oh, yeah. of the goose egg in our Batmobile ranking. 
So <laughs> yeah, that's right. I believe uh, it's going to continue ranking. that tradition when it comes to this Gotham City, <laughs> because yeah. we've already seen in the 1943 one that they're capable of shooting it in a city or looking like they're shooting it in the city, whether that's like a fake background or just literally just shooting it on a random rooftop in L.A. But they didn't even do that for this one. So for me, this this has got to be the goose a Gotham City. What do you think? It's it's never this this show never has like a city background like ever. I tried to find it. To be fair, I didn't rewatch the whole thing in the lead up for this. I just didn't have time for it. Uh, but... <laughs> got, come on, man! <laughs> it's like four you gotta hours. Put in, the, put, in the, put, in the, put in those hours on that cereal. <laughs> that shitty cereal, not shitty, but you know, not the best. The Gotham um, City. So... <laughs> yeah, Gotham yeah, City just so... does not feel like a city in this. So, I mean, yeah, if it's like never a background and there's one before it that was better. Yeah. It shows they could do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's shit log. It's an it log, but. Uh, it's hard to give an it log to like a Gotham City, you know, because just like as long as you're in some sort of city, <laughs> it, it still kind of works. <laughs> right. It can't just be like that one. Is I shit, mean, for the most part, even look for like the most city. Yeah, yeah, that's true. If you're in any city's downtown area, I mean, yeah. Chicago looked good to me, you know, mm-hmm. for in in, in it the Nolan like trilogy. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll get there eventually, but in a few yeah. minutes. But uh, but yeah. All right, so we we gave the log to Batman and Robin. So <laughs> we've already got a divisive start. We got we got B to the 1943 one, and we've got the log to the 1949 one. So there we go. Uh, on to the next one. Uh, we're starting to get into adaptations that people care about. So <laughs> you made it. 18 minutes. <laughs> Finally here it's on, it's on somebody yes. knows. <laughs> Outside so the of 1966 us. Gotham City. Uh there's so many different iconic parts of the Batman 66 show, but I feel like Gotham isn't quite there. It's still sort of known for like, you know, a, a bright sunny morning in Gotham City, as the narrator says in, in a lot of the the episodes that be getting and just kind of just random just shots like birds and... chirping and shit it's not the fucking what you'd expect <laughs> from gotham in these days yeah yeah but if it's their version of it so this yeah, was yeah, shot cool. in la uh over so- southern california however i do know that uh because i looked up the whenever batman and robin are driving there's a background right i'm just driving through the city that is new york city but mm. other parts of it are parts of Southern California. So as famously brought up, like the the Wayne, Wayne Manors in Pasadena, uh, the Batcave entrance is Bronson Canyon in Griffith Park, and like the Gotham City Police Department entrance that was shot on the Warner Brothers back lot, apparently. So okay. that's all that's all su- in sunny Southern California, which is why Gotham looks so sunny, which seems like it conflicts with our current take on Gotham City. But for Batman 66... It works, you know? I think it definitely works. So it's definitely an improvement over the serials since we saw more of the city in it and they had a lot more of an opportunity to show the ser- you know, the city because it's it's three seasons of a TV show plus a movie. Uh, also much better production value in general. For what it is, I'd say it's pretty good. It's not like, it doesn't jump to my mind though as a Gotham City. So I'll give it a B. You giving Dozier Gotham City a B? Yeah, I'm giving Dozier a B. It's S for many huh. other things, right. but I'm not giving it for, for Gotham. Gotham is just like, eh, it works. Right. Now that I see the pictures, I see why you said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dan is a big influence on this because he pulled up the pictures. So 
<laughs> yeah. Know, it comes down this to what he should But I'm also going As off a of memory, Gotham... too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I give it a... You know, when I'm going C+. Plus, Ooh. So you thought I was I'll generous. go even worse. I uh, know. Uh, now that I see it, I'm like, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm just like, again, <laughs> Batmobile was, was S-tier. What the Batmobile was driving in. Yeah. The streets it was driving in, not S. Not S tier, exactly. So that's why we're doing that. Yeah, I got so you. So moving on to our rankings, then over to the tier maker, we're just going to. Let's see. How does it compare then to the cereal? Do we. Well, you. The cereal, we both gave a B, but you gave this one a C. So this actually puts it below the cereal. Actually, that makes sense, I think. Uh, you know, bit. it's also on a curve. All of it's on a curve. Yeah, uh, everybody remember curve. that. Yeah. It's on the curve for when it came out mm-hmm. and what it is. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so I think this. I think this works. You know, just like that shot of Batman and Robin over the city in the 1943 one definitely feels very Gotham esque. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Then let's go over to the next one, which is I is definitely not getting a C or a B, and that's the Batman of Batman '89. <laughs> On this, so yes. Uh, <laughs> Hold on a second. Yes, but it's pretty obvious, isn't it? So here we are, the Gotham City of Gotham Cities. Uh, I think the best way to describe this is what Dennis O'Neill says. So Dennis O'Neill writes in Tales of the Dark Knight, "quote My standard definition of Gotham City is New York below Fourteenth Street after eleven o'clock at night. Recognizably New York, but with emphasis on the grimmer aspects of the city." And so. What we're looking at is the Batman 89 Gotham. This is the only Oscar-winning Gotham City so far as well. So, Oh, the production, production designer, designer won? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anton, Anton First with concept art by Nigel Phelps and set decorator Peter Young. Uh, in the script, Sam Hamm described it as if hell had erupted through the sidewalks and kept on growing. And that's sort of what inspired the, you know, the production design on this. Uh, we covered a lot of this in our concept art episode on it, but it was inspired by the tone of the Dark Knight Returns comics. Andreas Feiniger's photographs of New York, uh, Shin Takamatsu, a Japanese architect who did a, a dental clinic that inspired the Flugelheim Museum. And uh, it was that's right, pretty much as if there was no planning commission for Goth- for uh, New York City, it was kind of their idea. Like, if they didn't have that it was all run by corruptions you would have buildings on top of buildings like sort of the uh, sort of this weird aesthetic to it and i really think that that comes through and it's the filming locations were all on the set that they built in the pinewood studios of england uh some other buildings around london for interior exterior shots but the in terms of the city itself was on the pinewood set and it's it's kind of incredible to see there's no zoning in gotham that's interesting yeah yeah, when I lived when I lived in Tokyo, I lived in Tokyo for three years. For anybody, this is the first episode watching. But also, it kind of I don't know. I feel like maybe older cities, any cities that are older than America, like Tokyo, or probably places in Europe and shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Tokyo had like almost like very little zoning. It felt like like you could have like a mm. one one restaurant, like in a fucking like apartment almost. Like I mean like. It was just weird. Like you would just have really random shit sometimes, mm-hmm. but it was kind of cool, you know, because it was like it, it actually ended up being kind of convenient at times because it was we had like this grocery store 
and there were fucking no other stores around. And it was just like downstairs or something. It was just like fucking downstairs, dude. Like <laughs> like a, across the street. It was not a fucking shopping district. It was just there. But it was great. Convenient, though. Convenient. Convenient. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, is there any doubt that this is an S tier Gotham? I mean, this is going to, we know this is going to take the top spot. If this isn't the fucking S tier, what the fuck is S tier? <laughs> this is where S tier was made for. Yes, exactly. <laughs> pretty, pretty. <much. laughs> so this was easy. We're going to give the S tier, obviously, to the, uh, the Anton first, Nigel Phelps, Peter Young, Gotham City over here. So here we are pulling up Tier Maker and putting this at the very top, which is, you know, a very comfortable spot for a Batman 89. Uh, in our rankings in terms of the bat suit, the Batmobile, the Batcave, all of them have been S tier on this just because the I mean the art direction on that movie has yet to be topped in terms of Batman level stuff. So they put so much surprised. money into that stuff in those days, I feel like mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Like I feel like it's been a long time since we've seen a totally made up set like that. And I could I'll probably somebody will comment and say we something like there's been a movie recently, but I don't know. Like a lot of it's CG and at least to this memorability. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that wasn't a surprise. So one thing is that people might be wondering, well, what about Batman Returns? It's still Tim Burton. It's still the same universe. So I kind of split this up based off of production designers as well, because the Batman Returns Gotham is very different from the one in 1989. It has a completely different production designer. And even though it's set in technically the same world from Tim Burton, I was like, eh, it should be ranked separately. So, oh, definitely. It's also yeah. shot in a, in Los Angeles, right? It's shot in Burbank, yeah. It was shot in Burbank. <laughs> shot, it was not it was shot in, on uh, yeah. Pinewood in uh, in uh, London. Yeah, yeah. And I think they wanted to reshoot that one when they were thinking of coming back for Batman Two, but like you know, Burton didn't want to come back to to London, I believe. Uh, so they're just, now he like, lives there. Yeah, he lives in the English countryside or something. Uh, I think he does now. I don't think he did. Yeah, he does time. now. Oh yeah, back then he didn't. He's he's How from Burbank, him. from Burbank <laughs> yeah. High School. So let's pull up the uh, let's pull up Batman Returns right now. So this is the Batman Returns Gotham. So it is done by Bo Welch, and as we mentioned, it's done in the WB backlot of Burbank, California. Very, it's different from Anton First, but still kind of continuing along the same aesthetic uh, with this. I love this shot of the of the city uh, as well on from the top left. Uh, a lot yeah. of it was around Gotham Plaza. Some have criticized this for being like, oh, the most of the movie is around just Gotham Plaza. But I'm like, yeah, of course it is, because that's where the Shrek department building is. That's where the Christmas tree lighting is like it, it makes sense to be there. But that doesn't mean that we're never anywhere else. We're still around the hall records for, you know, Penguin stuff. We're still, you know, in the sewers of Gotham and at the zoo and that stuff. So uh, this is the Batman Returns. Uh, Gotham City, and I like it. I don't like it as much as Anton first, but I feel like it's it's like an S minus. You know, <laughs> it's still pretty fucking good. It's missing that certain something, isn't it? It's a little too a little clean or something like the. I, so. eh, I mean, I compared so. to first, mm-hmm. he's yeah, there's a certain dinginess to Gotham. There's a certain. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just looks dirty, dude. Like it looks like you could just catch something if you walked around barefoot. You know, <laughs> that's true. Steep in <laughs> soot. You know. Yeah, steeped in soot. This one's. I mean, even look at these pictures here. It looks a little cleaner, right? Maybe it's the snow. Probably the snow has that effect. I'm not sure. But another uh, thing is, it's different cinematographer too. 
different cinematographer as well. So there's that. And not that it's bad. I mean, it's probably second best maybe, but mm-hmm. I'm going like, I'll go A. I'm, a, I'm going okay. as far as, I'm going as low as A on this one. All right. Well, that's still pretty good considering yeah. the rankings of the previous stuff before Tim Burton. So yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go over then to the tier maker and we'll add that over. So let's see here. We have Batman 89 at S, and then we'll put Batman Returns pretty much right under it as like S minus in a way. Batman Returns Gotham looks a little bit like at least 1% more gentrified. (laughs) (laughs) We also have to keep in mind that Batman 89 is set like the first month or two of Batman's career, as opposed to Batman Returns, where he's been around in Gotham for a while. So it would, it kind of makes sense that's a little bit more cleaned up. He's cleaning him up. Oh, yeah, a that's true. Uh, that's but true. The, the architecture would be around the same, I would think. Like, he would mm-hmm. still have gargoyles and stuff, because just because Batman's around doesn't mean they got rid of all the gargoyles. Uh, unless right. all of them fell off, just like the one that took down Joker in 89. But for right, right, right. Returns, I'm like, yeah, it kind of makes sense to me that it's, it's slightly cleaner, because he's about a year in if not more, when it comes to that movie. He's cleaning up little by little. I guess so, yeah. The city itself having an arc. You know, they say that, mm-hmm. you know, your location is a character, especially if, if for any movie. It can be for any movie, but this is something that they tell you in film school, right? Your yep. your location is a character. You, your characters are characters, but your location is too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for comic book fans, I think that's kind of really easily understood. Yeah. Gotham so. is a character. Metropolis mm-hmm. is a character. The fucking desert is a character if you're shooting a Western, you know, how you shoot it and shit. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, One thing that's kind of cool to bring up that we did not have a chance to in the concept art episode for Batman Returns. According to a a Twitter user named Julio Normando, part of Gotham was inspired by the Giants of Finance building on the 20 Exchange Place building in New York City. uh, That's cool. Uh, when Batman's on the rooftop over here, the face that's sort of carved in uh, to that. And it was also inspirational for the GCPD rooftop in Batman Forever, which is what we're going to talk about next. Mm, so we have those. Nice transition. Yes, Segway. Indeed. So we're going to rank actually both Schumacher movies together for Batman Forever and Batman Robin. Same production designer this time, as well as director. Mostly the same filming locations. I think we can safely say these should be ranked together this time because they're not as you know so different compared to 89 and returns like you don't necessarily tell you can't really tell there's a little bit of difference but also it's because you're in different parts of the city in batman and robin okay so uh both were designed by barbara ling who said that it was heavily influenced by the dark knight returns comic uh the previous batman movies for tim burton needed about 15 to 20 sets batman batman forever required more than 70 Oh, man. Used by CGI. Yeah. So even bigger in scale. Uh, You definitely feel like you're all over the city in uh, Batman Forever, I feel like. Like in 89, it's just like uh, a lot of it is really this main street. Flugelheim Museum, City Hall is on the is like are right next to each other. Uh, The Gotham Cathedral is like right at the end. I'm not saying it's like too inclusive, but I'm just saying that you're it's not as spread out compared to Batman Forever. Right. Uh, so L.A. was where they shot parts of it, as well as uh, most of the Gotham cityscapes were shot in New York, uh, as well as Exchange Place, which is a side street in the Wall Street area, which was selected for the Batmobile location shots for kind of how the sort of narrowness 
of uh, certain shots uh. they have in Batmobile chases. So that's cool. And then when we get to Batman and Robin, most of it is shot at the Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank, California. Many of it being uh, miniatures. Like I feel like mm. a majority of what we're seeing here in the video portion of the podcast are miniatures, especially the top right. So Definitely. Uh, this statue too, is that's a cool shot if that's a miniature. That looks really, yeah. you know, looks like a huge statue. Yeah, yeah, and you can see the influence of that Giants of Finance type statue, too. Yeah, that. definitely. So, yeah, that's the Gotham City Observatory on this. So, okay. Uh, a different Gotham from Burton, and it has been criticized in the past for just the gaudiness of it, the neon lights. But when you look at it in terms of just, like, the architecture, the look of, like, the city, I'm like, you know what? It's still a pretty great Gotham. It's a different Gotham from, from Burton, but it's still a pretty great Gotham. Uh, so for me, it's an A. It's not S territory with the Burton ones, but it's a pretty solid A on this. What do you think? Oh man, uh, yeah, it's good. It's it's like a B plus probably. Mm. I don't know All why. Right. It just that's what <laughs> that's what my gut tells me. It's like yeah, right. it's around B ish. All right, so let's let's see where that ranks us in the rankings. So let me share this over to the tier maker right now. And take a look. Uh, Might be just my memories of Batman and Robin. It could be, but remember, <laughs> but, going off of Gotham City, not the. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I'd say you're giving it. Yeah, that still puts it at the A territory. So that still puts it behind Batman '89 and Returns, but above the serial and Batman '66, as we're showing right now. So I think that's pretty. I think that works. Pretty good. I think we can agree on that. Two so, for. Yep. So just to cap off what our current rankings are for the listeners who aren't able to see this, at the very bottom, the, the goose egg, the it log, is the Batman and Robin 1949 <laughs> serial. Uh, and then at the bottom of the B tier is Batman 66. Uh, at, above that is the Batman of 1943. Then on the A tier is Barbara Ling's Gotham City and both Schumacher movies. And then from S tier, we got Batman Returns. And of course, at the very top, no surprise, is Batman 89. And that brings to a close the Gotham cities of the 20th century. We'll tackle the Gotham cities of the 21st century after the break. Explode When Defeated presents something really neat and full of meat. Those children aren't going to protect themselves in a brand new podcast series about everyone's favorite giant reptile. Godzilla? No, we already did that one. Rodan? No, we did that one too. Gorgo? Gamera. We're talking about Gamera. From turtles to medieval samurai golems on our new series, Demolition Diet. Only on the HyperX Podcast Network. Ellen, in 15 seconds, what is Nice Games Club? It's our game dev podcast. Steven, help! Game mechanics, accessibility, art and animation, level design, prototyping. Everything that goes into making video games. How's that, Mark? Nice. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get your podcasts or at nicegames.club. Lord have mercy, y'all. Do you like hounds? Do you enjoy pooches? Do you find yourself enjoying time spent with that of canines? Talking about dogs, y'all. As you might have heard, superhero stuff you should know has now teamed up with BarkBox. For every month, you get a box for your special canine. Pooches. Or hounds. That's right. One free extra month if you go to BarkBox.com slash Superhero Stuff Pod. Follow the link and you'll get a free extra month valued at $35 and valid for all multi-length plans. So get the BarkBox for your hound, for your pooch, for your canine. Your doggo will thank you. Support for Superhero Stuff You Should Know is brought to you by Manscaped. 
the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Johnson's Ballsack. Yes, that's back for our longtime listeners. Johnson's Ballsack at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, you'll be serving 8 million balls. That's right. Now listen up, everyone. If you want the Bruce Wayne lifestyle, the billionaire playboy lifestyle, then you've got to shave. And we're not talking about your face. We're talking nose hair, armpit hair, pubic hair. When Bruce Wayne goes out with Silver St. Cloud, he doesn't have nose hair sticking out of his nostrils. When he's working out in the cave, he doesn't have armpit hair sticking out under his sleeves. And after he's gone down on Catwoman, because yes, that's canon, and she's going down on him, Bruce doesn't have a huge forest of pubic hair to get in her teeth. He manscapes. And if you want to be like Bruce Wayne, then get manscaped through us. I've personally been using Manscaped for years before they sent us these products for the podcast, and I know from experience that they're the ones I trust to reduce nicks and keep everything groomed down there. Now the Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Now, the Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave or if you're shaving in the darkest pits of the Batcave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com. And get 20% off and free shipping with the code Johnson's Ballsack. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code Johnson's Ballsack. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And we're oh, back. Oh, man. Indeed. So we're back to ranking the Gotham cities, and we're going to go into the 21st century versions of Gotham cities, the ones that uh, have been more recent. But we're not going to start with the Dark Knight trilogy. No, no, no. We're going to go into the TV versions first. And that includes the OnStar version. 
Yes, on Star's oh, version man. of Gotham City. We've ranked the the bat suit there. We've ranked him as a fighter. We've ranked his well, we haven't ranked his Batmobile because the same one is 89 in returns, but still. So the OnStar commercials, I thought we might as well throw a bone to them because they did have to create their own Gotham for these commercials. And holy shit, it actually looks great on this. The production designer was Jim Millis, who also apparently was the writer, too, for some of these commercials. Oh, shit. Uh, and it looks like it's a darker version of the Schumacher Barbara Ling version of Gotham, a little less bright uh but definitely like you can see the barbara ling influence in like sort of these narrow uh sort of streets surrounded by the buildings that it's driving through in kind of like especially the one on the bottom left with the uh, sort of the bridge that's going kind of through the different uh, buildings here so uh i think this is great i think this is a, this is a pretty solid gotham especially considering that these are commercials right they did not have to go with those hard on this it could have just been you know the batmobile going through the forest like in the descent into mystery sequence 89 we still would have eaten it up but the fact that it's right it's this with the bat signal and all that it looks fantastic for what it is i'd say it's pretty much it, it's a plus bordering on maybe i should give it an s i mean it, it's 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 an s considering that it's it's commercials so like this is the best they could possibly do for a commercial i don't know if i want to rank it that much there i don't know what do you think s because it's yes. commercial and i mean look at it. this is incredible it's closer to first than it is to um bo welch i think Would you say too. it's above bo welch i mean we're going on the curve man but i mean kind of yeah. i mean just i don't know i just my personal preference for design i like i just like this this look more i think i mean bo welch knows knows what he's doing so yeah i would have loved a whole movie in this type of Gotham, like look at this. Ben, before YouTube, did you have these recorded as a kid? Where, I, I like, did, did not. you re? It was always like just a luck of the draw of when they would. Uh -huh. So I think I saw. I definitely saw like the very first one when he's like in the Batcave talking to Alfred. Uh, so I saw yeah. that, and I think I might have seen at least maybe the Joker one or the Penguin one at some point. I definitely hadn't seen the Riddler one until like YouTube was around or until. I don't know if you, I even saw these on YouTube. I think eventually somebody put them online, but this is pre-YouTube, so you had to like download it and wait like an hour for <laughs> for you to get the. What the year MPEG. did these come out? Uh, two thousand through two thousand two. God, it feels like forever ago. I was all right. I was in the tenth grade, man. But I I feel like I saw I probably saw like one like a I don't even know if I saw all of one of them, but I definitely saw a mm -hmm. clip of one of them on TV, and I was like. That was cool. And then yeah. kind of didn't think about it again <laughs> until we did the, the cover on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but I was like, oh, yeah, I think I probably did yeah. see at least a little bit of that. Yeah. You guys can check out our uh, reactions to it. We did our live reaction to it on the $10 tier. So check that out. But uh, in terms of ranking this Gotham, we're putting it in between 89 and returns, I think. I mean, dude, because it's, again, it's not a it's whole a movie. Commercial. So it's, it's different. But I mean, they just. Yeah. Somebody at OnStar just loved Batman and just <laughs> yeah. put a like one of these producers just put a bunch of money down. Yeah. That's what this feels like mm -hmm. because the, or they had like a shitload of uh, venture capital. I don't know. I'm not a businessman, but like mm -hmm. OnStar was hot for a moment and they had like a shitload of money and this is how they chose to spend it. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's a fantastic Gotham. Uh, so yeah, yeah it's second to, to 89. Not what I was expecting, but you know what? What you said makes sense. If we're grading this on a curve, they did not have to go this hard on a commercial. So They went real hard. 
they yeah, did. they just did like in the There's woods no and re- like what you said, like mis- journey in the mystery. It's just sitting in the mystery. You know, it'd be it'd be fine. We would have all liked it. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know. So there we go. OnStar wins again. <laughs> I think OnStar was like our second favorite Batcave or something as well. So they definitely got it right in terms of uh, what they were doing over there. So that is pretty cool. We're going to move on to the yeah. next one, which is also still going to be TV. So it's historically interesting that those <laughs> yeah. commercials in yeah. Batman history. Indeed. So we're going to move on to the next one, which is again not the Dark Knight trilogy yet. We're going to move on to the Birds of Prey TV show. Yes, from 2001 to 2002, there was a Gotham City through a 13 episode TV series, Birds of Prey. This is predating the Margot Robbie movie in 2020. And it was the only time Gotham City was given a different name. So it's set in a future where Batman has an adult daughter. Batman has disappeared. Whoa, I didn't I did not know that. Yeah. I've never seen the show. I'm just let the internet know. I not, <laughs> I never saw this show. Right. Skip it's, this uh, one. This is from uh you know this is their sort of way to do a batman show without having batman in it it was kind of the first of its kind it predates There's been a lot of those do. yeah it predates batwoman titans the upcoming gotham knights on the cw like this is before all those it was birds of prey on it so uh it's new gotham city is what it's called kind of like you know there's new york it's new gotham uh production designers here were michael helmy james hinkle and obviously you got some computer generated images here but Overall, like it's got, like at, at most, it kind of feels a little cheap considering the budget. But in terms of the actual designs of it, I'd say it's pretty decent for what it is for for Gotham. But again, it just kind of looks a little too like this. This one on the bottom right, something looks a little off in terms of that being a real city. It just kind of looks like it's been filled in by CG from the two thousands. <laughs> what that's year what did this come out? Two thousand one to two thousand two. Okay. So yeah, yeah, like the fire I, dude, does this, not look real on the bottom left. This show was not on my radar, man. I don't know why. Like I was mm-hmm. again eleventh and twelfth grade here, and I graduated high school in two thousand two. And I don't know what it is. I honestly, dude, I didn't even heard of Birds with Prey until a few years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, what'd you give it? Um, I'll give it a B. Mostly because the production value is kind of not the best, especially when we compare it to other. Like, look at the OnStar commercials. <laughs> you know, those are commercials on TV. This is a TV show. Yeah. So it's been yeah. done better on TV before. But I do appreciate the effort put into it. They didn't just be like, yeah, we're just going to shoot in Vancouver. You know, like I, CW I appreciate style. that. Yeah, I appreciate that they have some sort of style to it. So I'll still give it a good grade, but it will be like a B. What do you think? It's kind of bland to me, man. It just looks like a city. Like I, I don't know. Give it a C. Okay. I mean, so, you know, uh, there's these people again. You have real, real careers. Your production designers out there. <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? Again, mm-hmm. we're jackasses on the internet. So, but yeah, also I give it a C. mostly going off of <laughs> Dan's the real one who's 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 creating our judgments on this because he's the one who selected the screenshots. He is the mastermind. So if he didn't select the best ones of Gotham, that's it's uh it's gonna affect the grading here. But yeah. uh let's see. So that would put it let's put it under Batman sixty six. Oh yeah, you have to, dude. Yeah. I think that works. <laughs> that feels right. 
Like, it, we're, again, we're putting it on the scale, where, like, the Birds of Prey Gotham looks a little bit more like the traditional Gotham, but it it's it's not quite... Again, like we're comparing 60s television versus early 2000s television, especially in light of the OnStar commercial. Why do they call it New Gotham, too, by the way? I, I don't know. I think it's just their way to establish, like, hey, this is, like, the future of Gotham. So it's, like, a slightly different name to it. Again, if, it, if it's Batman's adult daughter, it kind of makes sense that this is, like, set at a different time. Slightly so, like, in the future. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is, like, Batman Beyond kind of thing. A little bit, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Is it called, like, Neo-Gotham or anything in Batman Beyond? I forgot. Or it's um, called Gotham. I think so. I think so. Let me look up Neon Gotham. Yeah, it's Neo-Gotham City. Is it Neo-Gotham? It's Neo-Gotham wow. City. So that, that could be where they got it from. Because cool. Batman Beyond comes out in 1999. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. In Akira, it's Neo Tokyo. Like anytime yeah. it's Neo, it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's the for future. sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they didn't just reuse the OnStar. They could have just coordinated with OnStar or something. <laughs> but Get I... that guy in front of all that fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> Call him in. Uh, no, the guy is a Batman fan. He's like, Batman's not in this show. Not yeah, in this that's picture. True. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. In this program, I ain't part of it. I'm not all part right. of it. Now we're finally going to jump into the Dark Knight trilogy. So here we go. Uh, we're grouping the Dark Knight trilogy into one because of the fact that this is all production design. Chicago. By Nathan. Yeah, it's all Chicago. <laughs> it's production design by Nathan Crowley. It's all part of the same universe. Um, also trying to save some time here. Uh, I would say, though, that Gotham does have a different feel to it in each movie based off the fact that it's being shot in different locations. So there's definitely a different feel to it, but it is supposed to be the same continuous story. So let's all just lump them all in one. Nathan Crowley is the production designer with Kevin Cavanaugh co- collaborating on the dark Knight rises. So uh, we're looking right now at the Batman begins Gotham city. I personally think it's the best of the three Gotham's that we saw. It is shot in Chicago, of course, London, uh, but other areas of London, Buckinghamshire, Bedfordshire, uh essex uh but one of the influences apparently was tokyo oh nice so uh that as well as just the general iconography of new york uh you know what though considering how much chicago is in this didn't nolan love blade runner yep right and then you know we all know that blade runner had a huge you know japan influence so Mm -hmm. yeah i i think it might have i mean i'm just speculating but that tokyo influence might have trickled in via blade runner yeah yeah like if once you go into the narrows that feels like the streets that harrison ford is running around chasing after yeah in uh, in blade runner so you know I, did, uh, I didn't like blade runner when i first saw it and then it grew on me i think this might be common i think that's pretty common too because yeah i i have not seen the new one but there are people who feel like the new one is better than the original and i can, bro i haven't seen it but ahead. i believe it it is pretty damn good, man. Mm. It's like a hell of a sequel. Um, I'll check it out. It's not like a travesty to <laughs> say that it might be better than the original. <laughs> and what's his name? Deacon? Roger Deacons? Uh, Woo! Is, we yeah. got some That's We got true. some peak sci-fi cinematography in that film. I'll See it, it on the best screen you got, man. It's so good. We'll do. We'll yeah. do. But yeah, there's definitely a Blade Runner influence in the Narrows that we don't really get to see in the other movies. You know, like we, we definitely don't get to, it, it sort of doesn't transfer over to the other ones. They were th- definitely yeah. having a different feel of Gotham. But for the first one, at least, Nolan described it as our Gotham City is New York on steroids. 
And Crowley <laughs> talked about how like Gotham, their version of Gotham is more about commerce rather than industry. So it's you're going to see the decay of commerce as opposed to like the smokestacks of industry and stuff that, you know, the, the people who are into architecture are probably going to know a lot more about this than me in terms of how I describe yeah, it. But right, that's what right. Crowley said. Uh, and the Narrows itself is influenced by Kowloon, which was a city or yeah, the city that was demolished in 1994. So they're obviously basing it off of photographs. Uh, also influenced by Roosevelt Island, since the Narrows is kind of its own island in the movie. Kind of a shame we never saw the Narrows again after Batman Begins, I think. Right, uh, right, it's right. Such, like, that feels like that's the worst of the worst area. That's where Arkham is. Uh, they have this whole thing about how you know the Narrows is lost, and you're just like, oh, man, is the next movie going to be Batman hunting after you know fear gas-induced uh, you know criminals in the Narrows? Oh, that would have been we sweet. We didn't get that, but... It, you know, what we got was still great, but I, you know, in 2005, after you watch this movie, you just, your mind just goes all over the place in terms of where you could go and what you could do with the Narrows. <laughs> so I just think it's a shame that all the work was put into the Narrows and we never really saw it again. Right. Where's uh, Crime Alley, ge geography wise? I, I don't think Crime Alley is in the Narrows. I think it, like Crime Alley would be in, well, it would be close to the Opera House in this version of the continuity. So I would think it's somewhat in an okay area because in the, yeah, comics, the Waynes wouldn't even go to the Narrows even to see a movie. I don't right? think they would. We I, I don't know how the Narrows was like during the time that the Waynes were still around. Because remember this is whole oh, yeah. right, chef, right, right. You know, like the, the death right. of the Waynes sort of signaled the the beginning of the fall of Gotham in a way. Right. So right. uh yeah I'm not really sure on that. Right, right, right. Leave a comment below if you know. Uh, in terms mm -hmm, of that, but we mm -hmm. at least know that the neighborhood is Park Row in the in the comics, and that was, you know, a very up to do neighborhood, and it was the beginning of the end once the Waynes were killed there, and then it became Crime Alley after the Waynes were killed. In terms of the name, okay. So uh, that is the Batman Begins Gotham. Then we went to the Dark Knight, where Nolan decided to mainly go to Chicago to make it feel <laughs> more real. There was still a little bit more in in the UK and London and, and Bedfordshire, but it was mostly Chicago, again, to make it feel... He, I guess he wanted the the Michael Mann feeling as opposed to the Ridley Scott feeling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot less Blade Runner, more heat, as, we, as uh, we've talked about before. And we see that here, and we kind of see it a little bit with The Dark Knight Rises. So Dark Knight Rises it sort of expanded beyond um, Chicago, did stuff in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, and also downtown L.A., so uh, this is what's interesting about the Dark Knight Rises Gotham, I think, is is kind of what we talked about with the Batman Returns one, where this is supposed to be a Gotham that's been cleaned up, where like Batman hasn't been needed for eight years, where the Harvey Dent Act has like cleaned up the streets. So I can't really fault it that much for looking like cleaner than what we would expect. Right. Because it's right, kind right, of supposed right. to be uh, in the Dark Knight Rises. But I just out of the three begins hands down has the best gotham i love the narrows i love like the wayne tower is you know because of the, it plays such a big role in the movie i think it's the most iconic wayne tower uh uh of it even though my favorite is probably still the batman forever one but i gotta hand it to the wayne tower and that one I just have a cool feel to it and then once we get to dark knight uh i think chicago is fine for a stand-in for it but i just i miss the feeling of it feeling like its own city as opposed to, Oh, like they shot this in Chicago type of thing. Like mm -hmm. it, the serials in Batman 66 
you can kind of excuse it in terms of being shot in an ordinary city because this is pre-Anton first. But now that we're post-Anton first, <laughs> it, it kind of just feels eh, like I, I miss it having its own identity. And that's kind of what I love about Bill Finger's original intention was that like it's its own city. It's not supposed to be New York. It's not supposed to be Chicago. It's supposed to be its own thing on this. So mm -hmm. if we are putting this on a scale... I'm going to give it a C overall on it. Right. I think, I think Wayne Tower narrows and begins kind of elevate it. So it would have been worse if we were going just off of the Dark Knight one. And again, I kind of have to excuse the Dark Knight Rises one for being like a post Batman world. But it's just it looks it looks mostly boring. And if we're outside of the Wayne Tower area and outside of the narrows to me. What do you think? I don't want to agree so much every time, but yeah, it's like a C, <laughs> C minus or something. It's just, you know, oh, it's man. cool. Yeah. The city is not the highlight of the Nolan trilogy. No. You know, no. not really. I mean, it, it makes sense for his realistic approach mm -hmm. him putting sneaker Batman in the city, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, it, you know, it's fine. It's cool. Yeah. It's not the best. It's just bland. It's not, it's not terrible. Mm -hmm. not at all um yeah i mean seeing the shot remember how like the cracker jack opening of dark knight you know with um him on that street holding that mask joker holding the mask just one normal ass looking street but it still looks great you know so mm -hmm. i don't know yeah it, it looks so, good see mine doesn't look like gotham <sighs> you know so yeah yeah let's just, it's, it's let's chicago it that that in the Dark Knight Rises, that uh, football field was in Philly, right? It was in Pennsylvania or something. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think that. Yeah, I think that was. I think that was Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh. Yeah, my friend. Uh, my friend. My uh, college buddy that was there, and he was mm -hmm. like, I didn't understand. <laughs> he was there in person. He was like, I didn't understand <laughs> what what Bane was saying at all. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. All right, so there we go. Again, like we do like the the Dark Knight trilogy. For those who have been following us for a while in the rankings, the Dark Knight trilogy has not done that great in the rankings uh, because we've mainly been doing off of visual stuff, and that's just not the the strong suit. Whether it's the Bat suit or the Batmobile or the Batcave or Gotham City, in this case, the best it's done is actually the Batcaves that we talked Let, about. Uh, not with the obviously not with the Dark Knight, but with Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises. Those uh, both yeah. got A's and B's, I think, or B's. It's like so, S tier S tier Joker. Uh yeah. you know, it's got at least at least Alfred. A tier scripts, S mm -hmm. tier Alfred. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, it's got at least A tier cinematography. Um, yeah. I mean yeah. Nolan's, you know, there's some of the there's some of the best, especially the first two. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we just, you know, it's just the categories we've been doing lately. Yeah. Yeah. So uh when when we start ranking jokers, I'm sure that's going to be made up for, for obvious it's reasons. S tier gauntlets in the bat suit. Mm. I love those League of Shadows ones. That is some of my favorite part, honestly. Like, because it's Ninja Batman. Like yeah, that's, that's like, true. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, I don't know. It's A for or an S for Ninja Batman on screen <laughs> for sure. Yes. Uh, all right, so let's move into the next one, and we're back to TV, and we're going to Gotham, literally, the Gotham TV show. Oh, yeah. Forgot so, about that one for a moment. Yeah. 
Uh, production designers are Richard Berg, Daniel Novotny, and Doug Craner. And this was mostly filmed inside of Steiner Studios as well as several locations around New York. But they added CG and green screen around it to sort of make it a little different. So, like, you might recognize certain locations, but stuff doesn't look quite the same as they do now just because they added certain things to make it look a little different here. So, uh, and considering Gotham is the name of the show... I think they knew we can't just shoot this in Vancouver like the CW Arrowverse shows. You know, we got to make this look right. like its own thing. And I think they really succeeded on this. Like, I, this definitely is a Gotham with its own identity. That's uh, like, it's a nice mix of the, um, it's got the nice mix of the dirt of the first stuff. There's, uh, you don't, you can't, you can't really quite see it in the screen cap here, but like, we've got this gargoyle next to Selena on the top left. Uh, as well so you got a little bit of the gothic stuff a little bit of the dirt while also some of a a little bit of the realism that nolan had in it uh that's true that's true uh, i think for uh you know for the gotham tv show i think it's a pretty solid gotham especially considering again the tv budget as opposed to the um as opposed to a movie budget and stuff so for them to be able to pull this off is pretty solid so i give this one an a plus not quite s tier but I think it's pretty solid. What do you think? I, you know, I saw probably the first season of Gotham Mm -hmm. and uh, I remember, you know, I don't know. I don't remember like being totally wowed by the city itself, but it didn't get in the way either. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, these, these are good stills though. These are really convincing stills. Mm -hmm. I got to say. So a a minus a minus. All right. A minus. Let's move it over here. And again, we're kind of putting this on the curve because I'm just like, it's a TV show, you know, like, right. I'm like this is. It's not necessarily that I didn't have to go this hard because I would kind of expect them to in some way. But for what they were able to accomplish, I'd say it's pretty good. So. Below the Schumacher ones, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes yeah. sense. So it's it's in between. The uh, the Schumacher Barbara Lane Gotham, but above the 1943 Gotham. Yeah, I think that works. Mm-hmm. I think that works on it. So awesome. Let us continue then. So uh, <laughs> that is the Gotham of the Gotham TV show. We are going to now jump over into the Snyderverse. Yes, we're back to the Snyderverse after like six months of it last year on it. So we're going to be ranking specifically Gotham. And this was a little tricky. On it because uh, this is now a cinematic universe as opposed to, uh, you know, just kind of the Gotham being its own thing or Batman being in his own world. So we saw Gotham in other areas outside of movies that starred Batman in this. So it's a little tricky, but I think I divided it in a fair way. So here we go. Let's start with Batman versus Superman, which is what we're seeing here. A majority of the Gotham in this universe is designed by Patrick Totopoulos. Locations were mostly Chicago and Detroit. Uh, And I personally think we got better looks at Gotham in this tie-in ad for Turkish Airlines. I shit you not. Oh, right. I remember this. Yeah. Because it looks great. We got this gargoyle on the top left. We got Ace Chemicals on the top right. We got a nice shot with a bat signal on the bottom right. Like, it looks pretty cool. And yet, none of these shots are at Batman vs. Superman. These are all right. So you can't judge it, man. I feel like, which sucks. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't make this a part of your judgment if it's not in that movie. Yeah. So I'm showing it for completion's sake, but I think we have to go off of what's specifically in 
the Snyderverse movies. So the ones directed by yeah. Zack Snyder, production yeah. designed by Patrick Dottopoulos. So maybe I could have divided this differently, but I'm just kind of going chronologically. That's okay. Yeah. Well, if it's supposed to be part of his canon, maybe. It depends, it depends on how we want to judge it, but... Yeah, because Ben Affleck yeah. is still in this commercial. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, well, He's walking out yeah. of Wayne Enterprises being like, I'm Bruce Wayne, and I endorse Turkish Airlines, and he's on like a plane and, and get some coffee or whatever. Oh, that's like, right. I saw this it, when so it came out, yeah. It's technically in the universe. It's just not in the movie, which is a shame because I would have loved to have seen some of these shots, in it, you know, especially this gargoyle. I'm a sucker for gargoyles in Gotham. So Right, right, right. Oh, well. Uh, around the same year, we did get to see a glimpse of Gotham a couple times in Suicide Squad. Uh, this was done mm. with a different director, of course, different production designers of so Sean uh, Haworth and Oliver Scholl and shot in Ontario, Canada. Not enough really of Gotham to judge because we only see it when Batman arrests Deadshot as well as the chase of Joker. But it it is believably part of the same Gotham. So I think they did their job in that. And then we see Gotham again, of course, in Justice League. Uh, Snyder, when he helmed it, had sort of an expansion of Gotham. Uh, in this, so we got to see, you know, the scenes with Cyborg take place in Gotham City when he goes on top of the roof and, and takes flight. The GCPD rooftop, of course, and the Wayne Hangar, which, you know, contains the Flying Fox. A lot of these scenes, again, shot in Chicago. However, I feel like we should also mention the Gotham in the Justice League theatrical cut. And I know a lot of people are just like, fuck that movie. But this is still a great shot of Batman. you got to say like, this is part of the city as well. Oh, yeah. They have the specially shot opening scene, which was not amazing, but the Gotham itself in it, I think, should still be highlighted in some way because of the fact that, uh, you know, it it's another part of uh, another glimpse of what they're trying to produce. You have uh, this fight with a parademon around the rooftops. You get to see the Janus Corporation uh, on the bottom left. You can kind of see it. and That's, of course, connected to Black Mask. So uh, we kind of have that, but separate set and a separate scene shot for the film by Joss Whedon uh, for this. So can't really let, let's just keep it to the Snyderverse one. So that kind of just keeps it to if we're going back, what we saw in Batman versus Superman and what we saw in Zack Snyder's Justice League, I would say. Right. So I'll lump those together as the Snyderverse Gotham. I think it's, I think they, have a decent aesthetic overall in this universe for Gotham City. We see bits and pieces of it. It's I'm not overly impressed by it, but also because we haven't really spent a ton of time in there. So to me, it's like a B plus on this. I think it's I think it's good. If we did have the Batfleck movie, maybe that would go you know even further than that simply because we would have a whole movie there as opposed to just like a few scenes where you're not even sure if you're in Gotham sometimes or if you're in Metropolis or somewhere else just because of you know in, in the Justice League you're all over the place uh, in that. So uh, I think B plus for me. What do you think? This is the first time I'm going to be above you. I think it's an uh, A uh, because okay. it's it's like. Um... It just reminds me of the Arkham games, you know? Oh, yeah, I can see that. It's like everybody that. always brings up his the fighting style with Zack Snyder being Arkham Batman, but mm. uh, also the, the, the city itself, I think, reminds me of that. So Yeah, um, yeah I can see it's that. A good, it's a good modern uptake. I mean, I might even go as far as A+. It's really, I think it's good. Mm. This looks like Gotham to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's see what we can do in terms of the rankings here, because this is interesting. We have other A-tiers, uh, A-tiered uh, Gotham City. So we already have Schumacher 
and the Gotham TV show. So to put Zack Snyder, I gave it a B plus. Oh man, I guess that puts it below Gotham because I gave it a B plus and you gave it an A. When we average it, yeah, but I personally would put it above Gotham. <laughs> That's but but that would be my personal ranking, not my Maybe averaged in ranking. Did we both give? I think we both gave Gotham. We both gave Gotham an A, I think, or like an A minus. Did we? I think I forgot. I already forgot. We already man. forgot. You guys can let us know in the comments, but this is where I'm putting it for the time being. We can maybe say like that they're five like minutes ago. Equal. Yeah, we can maybe yeah. say they're about equal. Yeah, who? It's fine, man. Yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, eighty nine <laughs> is still winning anyway. It's not like that's the important. That's the important one, really, <laughs> yeah. in this whole situation. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, we're putting that. We're putting that kind of on equal ground with the Gotham TV show. I think. Um. All right, so let's move on then into the other stuff. So we went for the Snyderverse. Now we're going to go into another universe, and that is the Arrowverse. So the Arrowverse did tackle Gotham City through Batwoman. We got our first glimpse of Gotham in the 2018 CW crossover Elseworlds, where we met Batwoman for the first time. The production designer for that one was Richard Hudelin, and it was shot again in Chicago. Uh, we got a version of the GCPD rooftop, uh, as you can see on the top left, as well as an abandoned Wayne Tower being run by Bruce Wayne's cousin, Kate Kane. Uh, this was kind of a backdoor pilot to the series Batwoman, which premiered later, and the production designer then was changed to Ian D. Thomas and Lisa Soper, still shot in Chicago, but also parts of it in Vancouver, naturally, and I think this is a much better Gotham aesthetic the previous one maybe mm. some of that's the cinematography or so but the previous one kind of just is just like oh yeah we shot some stuff around chicago as opposed to this one kind of has a little bit more of that gotham feel maybe it's just because yeah. of the bat signal who knows that's uh, uh, that plus like i don't know it's only like one red light in the other one yeah yeah <laughs> a couple red of, lights yeah it it's, just looks like if you you gotta go you gotta a little bit more do a little bit more schumacher Mm -hmm. and get a shitload more colorful lights or yeah. go the other way like mm -hmm. they do with with this one i think that's there it's just too in between there probably yeah. but it is it, it is chicago so that's like the same as in keeping keeping in with nolan i guess that was yeah, probably they, their thinking but they were definitely trying to uh, replicate the nolan version because as you can tell with wayne tower it's the same one just with a different logo on it but it's <laughs> right. pretty much the same one which is the chicago board of trade building as wayne towers you can see by the side-by-side -side comparison of uh you can see the building behind batman as he's charging towards joker uh and the oh same building, yeah course, is uh in batwoman as the wayne Tower. Like, hit me i want yeah. you to hit me <laughs> yeah um they're definitely trying to emulate the the nolan and, and crowley gotham and i can see that you know it's, it's influenced by it it is a popular interpretation of it and it makes sense but you know, it's to me it pales in comparison to the the uh, the Gotham TV show on Fox and stuff. And because I kind of already gave a C to the Nolan one, I kind of have to give the same uh, to this one because it's sort of emulating that, but on a cheaper budget. So if anything, it's closer to like a C minus to me. Right. What do you think? Uh. So wait, the red one was we judging these differently, right? Uh. I feel like we should discount the red one just because like that okay. was in like one episode as opposed to this one that we're seeing oh. now was in three seasons of a TV show. So I'm like, eh, let's just skip that one because it was only just an intro okay. to that one. Oh, okay. And, so, okay. Uh, this is judged based off of the actual show. So this one is like a solid 
B plus maybe. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. I think I'm warming up a little bit to it because of that the bat signal really just fills in the color to me. I'm just it really makes it feel better on that. Plus any shot of the skyline, Wayne, Wayne Tower and stuff. So I mean for I mean these shots here. Generous. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine for a TV show. For some mm-hmm. reason it, it kind of fits for me. Yeah. You know what? I'll bump mine to a B minus. <laughs> okay. I want mine to be mine because of this. If it was just this other one from the Elseworlds with the, like the red light in Chicago, I'd just be like, eh, like a D. On this. But yeah, this it didn't this last. Just, this doesn't have enough. Um, I don't know. Yeah, artistic direction. Yeah, this did not make me want to see the Gotham of the Batwoman show. But then mm-hmm. when the pilot started and it looked like this, I was like, oh, okay, that looks way better. So, it does, yeah, this looks like something, you yeah. know. Yeah. As opposed to nothing. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was it was cool. No, no, no. It was it's fine, you know. Yeah. But the 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 newer one was better. Yeah. Okay. So if we're doing gave it B plus, I give it B minus. So where should we rank this? In the B territory, we got the serial sixty six birds of prey. Mm. I go above birds of prey, but that's just me. No, no, no. I think it definitely should go above birds of prey. Birds of uh, prey was that. pretty bland. Should it go above even the serial? I feel like, uh, you know, I mean, you know, like, it's hard because that's such a different time period. That's yeah, like the thirties, right? Yeah. Late yeah, 30s, 43. Yeah. I don't know. Just put them next to each other. I'm, incl- I'm inclined to put it here next to the okay. 43 serial. Cause like, this is, it is, yeah, like we are putting this on a scale, but it still does look better because they did try to add some Gotham type stuff to it, mm-hmm. you know? So let's just go off that on it. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving further on to another Gotham City. Uh, we are going to go into a time before Batman was created, and that is with the 2019 Joker movie. So... Mm. Uh, we have to keep that in mind when we take a look at this. The production designer was Mark Friedberg. Locations were uh, New York City as well as Newark, New Jersey. And it is meant to emulate the 1970s New York that you would see in movies like, you know, Taxi Driver and Mean Streets, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like this does kind of have to be on a scale because of the fact that it's meant to be Gotham before Batman. It is the earliest we've seen Gotham in live action timeline-wise. And I think it does seem to fit the world that they created I think part of it is because of the fact that it looks like it's from another time. So it doesn't kind of, it doesn't have the same effect as some of these others where it just looks like, Oh, it's just a regular fucking city. Uh, and this, it kind of does have a little bit of its own identity, not to the point of Anton first, but more of just like, it's a realistic city from another time uh, type of thing. So I think it's, it's adequate. It works for the movie. There's no way in hell I'm ranking it above, uh, you know, the, some of these others uh, with, with like Anton first stuff. Uh, maybe because there's no gargoyle in sight, but uh, <laughs> it's a Joker was, movie too, not a Batman movie. But yeah, that's true. That's true. But then again, like you would but think, yeah. the gargoyles are from like way before Joker even existed. Mm. You know, like they're from like that's old true. school Gotham. Like a lot of this architecture was there before the birth of any of these characters, and it's kind of always been that that type of stuff. So, um, for me, uh, I'd say it's like a B on it. What do you think? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a C plus mm. to me. I don't know. I mean, it's, 
it's cool to see Gotham in the seven. It's supposed to be seventies, right? I think it's supposed to be eighty one. Eighty one, but it well, has the vibe of like Taxi Driver of seventy three. Yeah, you're not really quite out of the seventies in, in eighty one. I mean, you know, style wise, culture wise, yeah. mm-hmm. probably just yet. So I kind of see that. Um, yeah, it's it's good. Maybe it's a B minus. It's in that territory for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, real real quick aside talking about the 70s and shit mm-hmm. in new york i look i don't believe in fucking conspiracy theories and i don't believe in the one i'm about to say <laughs> but i like to entertain these ideas and there's this one theory that the reason the 70s in particular were so were more violent was because there was lead and gas and there was lead and paint it was like uh, lead everywhere and mm-hmm. it's known to apparently it's known to make you more violent or more aggressive or whatever and like a little bit is like nothing, but when it's fucking in the gas and it's when yeah. in your, in the walls where you live, you know, and then you got asbestos, maybe asbestos as well. I'm not sure. Yeah. But like, especially in city centers, like, I don't know, man, like it makes me, makes me wonder at least. It's a possibility. Like why, why would one time period be so, so violent? Mm-hmm. And then it just <laughs> kind of drops off. A little. I mean, there's probably a bunch of factors. Probably. It's not yeah. just the fucking lead, but you know, makes me wonder. Anyway, yeah. B minus. Does that put it below Birds of Prey? Hmm. Oh man, I know I'd go above Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, in between Batwoman and the serial? Yeah, that's cool. I think that works because it does still have its own feel to it, as opposed to just kind of being a bland city. Yeah. yeah, I think that works. All right, moving on then. Uh, so before we go into the next one, I thought we would show it'd be fun to show glimpses of some continuations of the Gotham's that we've seen already, thanks to the crossover from the CW Crisis on Infinite Earth. So we got to uh, sort of revisit some old favorites. So we got to see Earth 89. This is their version of the Tim Burton Batman. We only really got to see a little bit of the skyline before uh, Alexander Knox, Robert Wool had his cameo. So this is Gotham from Earth 89. Then we got Gotham from Earth 66, starring, of course, Burt Ward as older Dick Grayson, walking his Ace the Bat Hound type dog who eats his Gentle Giants brand, of course. The gentle Giants. <laughs> you can also tell there's like an old school feel to this street. Look at how everyone's dressed and stuff. Look at the car. That's true. Yeah. So like it, it's sort of carried over. Uh, and of course, he's wearing the, the colors of Robin. With uh, mm-hmm. the big red sweater, but also it has green and yellow and black on it, so it's all it's all tying into that. And then we also got to see the Gotham from Earth two hundred three, which is the world of the Birds of Prey TV show, uh, production designed by Jenny Wilson. Previous ones designed by uh, Tyler Herron. So it's pretty cool. For in terms of those who haven't seen it, the red skies that we see in these, that's basically supposed to signify the antimatter coming to destroy each of these Earths in the universe. So uh, that's kind of why we got a little bit of these cameos just to show that it it sort of extends across all the different uh, across the multiverse, across all the different uh, versions of the DC adaptations that we've seen before. So that was a pretty cool sort of little cameos and tributes that they were doing here. These these last two shot in Vancouver. So uh, there we go. But let's continue further into one that we've seen on film, and that is Birds of Prey. Now. Birds of Prey is technically still part of the DCEU, so 
it is part of the Snyderverse type that we saw, kind of copying that aesthetic. However, it is done from a different director, different production designer, different location. So I thought this should have its own ranking, even if it is supposed to be the same universe. So Yeah, it's a lot more LA, right? Yeah, yeah. So production designed by K.K. Barrett. And for us in the theater, we were just like, wait a minute, that's downtown L.A. Yeah, I mean, if, you, yeah. if you've been to L.A., you, you, you know, you know yeah. that. And, if, you know, if you've been to Chicago, you probably had that feeling. We had that feeling with Birds of Prey. Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. Where I'm just like, wait, that's right outside Grand Central Market. Or like, I've been to that taco stand that they're at at the end. Like, yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So it does. I don't know how I feel about that, though, because there is a there is a point where it's just like, OK, it's kind of cool. Downtown L.A., if there's any part of L.A. that fits Gotham, it's that part. But then it's also like it does kind of take you out of it sometimes, especially when it's going off of my call that Gotham should feel like its own city of its own identity, not like, oh. I was just there last week, that type of thing. That's just because we live there, though. Most people don't live there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I will give them props, though, for this. Like, look at Amusement Mile, which is on the bottom right, where a lot of the third act takes place. You know, this fog. Like, it's... it's, uh, This is where we could have seen a really cool Joker hideout. Obviously, we didn't in this movie, but it would have been awesome for this type of set for this. So, um, I think it's... I think it's good. It's not my favorite at all. I still would give it I still give it a B on this. Mm. I think it's a B tiered Gotham City. Not as good as the um, uh, the Snyderverse one, but it fits the same aesthetic. I think Amusement Mile really kind of helps out with this. What do you think? Yeah, that one and Ace Chemicals looks really good. It looks oh, yeah, like yeah. Arkham game, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mostly CG, so it looks like the game, I guess, but mm-hmm. it kind of sends it over the edge. And then we we did make this comment whenever we saw it. We were like, well, at least the L.A. stuff kind of relates back to Batman 66 because they're both in L.A. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's not the first Gotham in L.A., you know, so mm-hmm. it's like it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, Gotham wasn't the worst thing about this movie. This movie mm-hmm. I felt was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just judging the movie as a whole. Yeah. But uh, as for the Gotham. <sighs> Yeah, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like a B. It's a fine. Yeah. It's good. All right, let's transfer over then over to... Did you the, give it a B? Uh, yeah, I gave it a B too. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a lot of Bs for Gotham on this, so let's see where we... Yeah, that's about it. right. That sounds about yeah, right. it is about right. Mm, where should we put this? So we got Batwoman, Joker, Batman from 1943, the Batman 66, then Birds of Prey. So I'm... Uh, the, Just the above TV show Birds of Prey show. <laughs> that was so bland to me, dude. I feel like we should move that below even Dark Knight at this point. Like now that I see this, like not that not to hate on the show too much, but it was just really bland. Let's see. We you got... like that Gotham though, huh? You gave it a B. I gave it a C plus. I got it. I gave like it because uh, some of I think some of it is also what uh, the screenshot show because there's there's other elements of it that I feel okay make it more deserving. All right, we'll just leave it. Leave it there. It's cool. We'll leave it there. But most of the Gotham's are in the beats here, so we'll put the yeah. I think this feels about right. Uh huh. Just like it wasn't that memorable of an impression of the Gotham on this. Yeah. So yeah, we'll put it in the B tier between Batman sixty six and the Birds of Prey TV show. Hmm. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next one. So uh, continuing with TV, uh, we have Titans. So Titans did end up taking place in Gotham in certain parts. So one of those was in the season finale. Uh, called 
named Dick Grayson was the title of it, and it was kind of a nightmare induced by Trigon. So it's technically it's Gotham City, but it's Gotham City in Dick Grayson's head. That's the one shot. where Batman's like a serial killer kind of vibe. Yeah, Batman's starting to kill people, that type of stuff. Yeah, people went nuts whenever they heard about yeah. this. It's like, oh, yeah. hold on. It's a fucking dream sequence. Yeah, it's a dream sequence. Batman would never do that. And then it's... cut to season three and Batman starts killing people. So, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, saw the, I saw the first season of this I, yeah. all the way through, I think. But I haven't seen the other seasons. I, I kind of wish they'd get their shit together. Because, I mean, there's a, a lot of good about this show. But. Man, it's just it's just missing something, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you have a great you have some great nightwing casting, some great casting in general, right? Some yeah. miscast, but for the most part, the, the Titans cast itself, the of the Titans, I'd say is pretty solid. But it's just let down by the writing. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, opinion. yeah, yeah, right? It's just yeah. off. I mean, I would like not to make it focused on the white guy, but just make it all about white nightwing or you know, make make it about one of the characters. Mm-hmm. Let's just forget the team for a moment, for a season. Mm-hmm. Let's make it all about one character. This is a tangent at this point, but <laughs> like, I just feel like they're not doing the team well or something. Something's just mm-hmm. off. Yeah, I do think the bat suit looked awesome in the hallucination. I know part of that I'm biased because mm-hmm. I know Andrew Speranza who did the the cow is one of our is one oh, of our fans. Oh but, yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. But uh, it's it's from this episode uh, with Gotham, shot in Ontario. Production designers Ingrid Jurek, Ian Brock, and John Dondertman. And uh, this is induced by Trigon. We get a little bit of the bat signal, a little bit of the streets in there. The part on the bottom right is where uh, Batman has thrown Joker off a building and stuff. So that's what we got. Again, this is all on Dick Grayson's head. But then we got to see Gotham for real in season three. Um. Where are they in the fucking other seasons? I forgot. Uh, they're, not... they're in San Francisco in season two. And then season one is kind of a road trip thing. So, Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Season one has that thing where he's like, oh, he's transferring in from Gotham. And then the other guy goes, oof. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Like, I love that reaction. Like, damn, that's a fucked up city. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we have the one from season three. And I don't think it looks as good as the one in the season one finale and stuff unfortunately because we spent a whole season here as opposed to one episode of it we do have this sign welcome to gotham and then graffiti says now go the fuck home uh so <laughs> it makes oh, sense man. but uh, you know i i think it's just it just looks bland to be i think it looks blander than the birds of prey one personally these other shots were better i think a little before like yeah from season one before Season one. This yeah, is like, yeah. this, this is, is like B plus probably. This, yeah. These to me. But then what about this? Then from this. Mm, yeah, it's kind of bland. I mean, yeah. these. It's it's. Mm, yeah, it's bland. So how should we grade this? Because season one is one episode and also a hallucination, as opposed to season three, <laughs> a whole season, and it's supposed to be the real Gotham. So technically, I think this should definitely take precedent. Well, success in the fact that they made the hallucination more interesting than mm-hmm. reality, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is which is you know that's Maybe good in some ways. Yeah, uh, I'd say the season one make one it easier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, the 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 hallucination is like a is like a at least a B. It's good. It's pretty yeah. good. I think looks right, like Gotham. TV TV show yeah. budget. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. like, I, that's what I'm kind of judging it on. Other one, bland. 
Not terrible. Mm -hmm. C plus maybe. Um, Okay, so for we only have one image of Titan, so let's just do the one from season three because this is a season three image we have. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Well, that's a C plus. Yeah, C plus above Dark Knight trilogy. I don't know, man. I I put below. There's no way. Yeah, I put that below. Cinematography thing too, though, you know, and that has to kind of be figured in because the cinematographer is, you know, portraying the landscape portraying yeah. the cityscape so yeah mm-hmm. yeah but that, also season three yeah. of titans doesn't have like the narrows and the wayne tower from beginnings yeah. like i feel like it's that's, lower yeah yeah so it's lower okay yeah. so we're putting titan season three lower than the dark knight trilogy but the season one hallucination was pretty good i would say it's above Batwoman. it's better equal to batwoman better than batwoman Mm, it's around there maybe it's around there. It's equal yeah maybe. equal yeah i have to see him side by side again but uh yeah we'll 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 maybe reconvene if if the people want that in the comments yeah on that for, for the hardcore titans fans for the hardcore titans and batwoman fans <laughs> yes which they they exist obviously, they do exist but... i just don't know if there are a lot of them are watching in comparison to like 89 yeah okay well that then leaves one last gotham and that's the latest one, of course. And that's the Gotham from the Batman. So let's take a look at what we got here. So the Gotham from the Batman was shot all over the UK. Production designed by James Chinland. Uh, locations were England and Scotland and a little bit of Chicago, but most of it was the UK. And uh, they said that they wanted to do kind of shoot it in cities that already have a Gothic architecture, but then use CG to like add other aspects. So kind of like what they did with the Gotham TV show. Yeah. Um, uh, Reeves wanted it to look like a city that looks completely believable, but also be Gotham City at the same time. He didn't want it to feel like, oh, they just shot that in Chicago. He wanted it wanted it to feel like its own thing while also being realistic, which I think is a good call on this. Uh, Pattinson mm-hmm. felt like uh, there's something symbolic about this. He felt like there's these buildings surrounded by decay and and grime and says, quote, it's like how Bruce sees the city. It's like his perception of the whole thing. The city used to be great, and now it's just been totally taken over. So I think that's a good description mm. of it. Uh, Colin Farrell felt like it, it was a good way to show how corruption has spread all over the city, which I think ties into, of course, the themes and subject matter of the movie. And uh, James Chinlin himself brought up how they chose the UK because there's, quote, a decayed gothic lair that we just don't have in the States. And it was a real opportunity for us to combine practical set builds, some Chicago location work, and then a bunch of this amazing rich tapestry of architecture from the UK and try to weave all that into an American city that you've never seen before. So I would say they succeeded. I think that this is the kind of the ultimate mix of the real world city that we kind of saw with Nolan's and, and Joker but mixed enough with the Anton first dirty city Gothic elements that we would expect. I think this is kind of like if you were to amalgamize Burton and Nolan, you'd get this Gotham. Mm-hmm. What do you think? It's, it's good. I would I'd give it like an a plus to S yeah. minus territory mm-hmm. roundabout there. Um, yeah. My favorite shots of Gotham in this whole fucking movie is the beginning when he's, like I can't be everywhere, and oh, the guy yeah. with the, with like the fucking like ha- the Halloween, thing and um, mm-hmm. you know all that deal. Like when you're, it's real street level shots, and kind of just before the um the the beginning fight scene. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, it's like a like maybe a plus. 
territory yeah. probably yeah i definitely give it an a on this so uh let's let's go over then to the uh tier maker and let's see what we got oh so already at a we got schumacher tv gotham tv show snyderverse i definitely want to put it above gotham and the snyderverse schumacher mm, it's tough because i really love like returns above returns oh, no, that's, that's, well, we, that's not schumacher <laughs> never mind sorry we're, we're not we're not an s tier though uh, yeah we're not in this tier so yeah, yeah, i got you i got you it's either should it go, go above or below schumacher i'm inclined to put it at a, just below schumacher it's you see the list closed. real quick the what oh sorry you see the list yeah. yeah yeah sorry yeah here we go um so mm. at a we got schumacher Gotham, the TV show, it's Snyderverse. I'm, I think we can both agree it should go above. I was TV just show, thinking this. Yeah, yeah, second place at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that might change because we're getting more of this Gotham. We got yeah, definitely. You know, Penguin spinoff, Arkham spinoff, you know, the Batman 2 and who knows how many movies. But for the time being, just off of the first one, I would say, yeah, it's just below Schumacher on this. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. So. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, so. man, it it was good. It's yeah. a good Gotham. It's a, it's, it's a like, Gotham. just like the whole film. It's kind of almost as real as uh, Nolan's, but then it's a little, little bit more comic booky, but not as much as, you know. Mm. It's a very yeah. interesting balance they made with the whole film, really. Yeah, definitely. You know, so here we have our final ranking. So from the bottom to top. The it log, the absolute shit goose egg is Batman and Robin, nineteen forty nine. Sorry, man, but you guys are all dead anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that made that show. <laughs> then above that, at, at the bottom C is Titan season three. Then the Dark Knight trilogy above that. Uh, then at the bottom of the B tier is the new Gotham City of Birds of Prey, the two thousand one, the two thousand two TV show. Then Birds of Prey from downtown LA in the, the two thousand twenty film. Then Batman sixty six above that. The Batman 1943 above that. Uh, Joker from 2019 above that. At the top of the beats here, I would say is probably a tie then between Batwoman and the season one Gotham of Titans where it was the hallucination. I would say that's probably where we would put that. Indeed. Uh, and then at the bottom of A tier is the Snyderverse Gotham. Still pretty good. Uh, above that is the Gotham TV show version of the city. Above that is The Batman. And at the top of the eighth tier is the Schumacher, Barbara Ling, Gotham City of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. And then the S territory, the very best of the best. We get all the Burton-influenced ones. And so we got Batman Returns at the bottom of S tier. Above that is OnStar. OnStar is just fucking killing it in these rankings <laughs> for commercial. <laughs> and uh, at the very top, no surprise, the Oscar-winning Batman 89, Gotham City. So Definitely. That is Makes our ranking. Sense. Yep. And that is superhero stuff you should know. Oh, yeah, you know what's up, everybody. Indeed. So uh, we'll get to see some <laughs> extensions of the, uh, you know, the Burton verse and that type of stuff in the um, in the Flash, as well as Batgirl, uh, some of the Snyderverse Gotham, too, since some of that is set there. Uh, there's also going to be a new Gotham in the upcoming CW show, Gotham Knights, which uh, wrapped production on its, on its pilot and uh, got the series order, which is kind of surprising because it's a slaughterhouse over at CW now in terms of uh, shows. Oh, yeah. Left and right. So, man, uh, Naomi, like it was canceled. Like, I forgot they even made that. <laughs> apparently a lot of people did. 
Yeah, it's kind of so, sad, but I yeah, mean, shit. Unfortunately. So we'll see what will affect the rankings, but I would guess that since there's different production designers on the movies for Flash and Batgirl, that we would kind of rank those separately if we were to do a, you know, a part two of this with new Gothams that have come up. So maybe we'll do that some other time. But until then, uh, big thanks to Dan for providing the visuals on this. He was kind of the one, the master of which visuals we got. So our rankings were dependent on his, his screenshots here. Yes. Uh, moving into the fan comments. Uh, but before that, a post credit scene. Uh, this is a magazine article that one of our patrons, Logan Wood, sent over to us that confirms suspicion from before about the name of the Panther suit for Batman Forever. So it has a side-by-side image of Val Kilmer's Panther suit from Batman Forever, the main suit of that movie next to Michael Keaton's uh, from Batman Returns. And Bob Ringwood, the production production designer, the costume designer, says, quote, the new costume makes Val Kilmer appear more panther-like and there's more of a sexuality in the costume. So you guys were right, who brought up like it's called Panther because of the sex appeal of Val Kilmer. For for those that like them, thick necks. Yes. (laughs) Thick necks and very, uh, very defined muscles from the uh, chest Traps and shit? Like, yeah. I guess it's like a trap thing. And I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, maybe yeah. some people are into that, but I just, that's, I mean, whatever, whatever, dude. You I know. also love it's, this. It's a cool name though. But Panther suit yeah, for a bat suit. I don't know why that yeah. works, but it does. It does. Yeah. To me, it's more appropriate for the, uh, the Batman Begins uh, neck for that suit, but mm. oh, well. Uh, also love this part here where Bob Ringwood says, we wasted about seven weeks making things for Michael Keaton. So I told Logan, I'm like, he doesn't sound bitter at all about the fact that he got recast. <laughs> he got paid. <laughs> he still got, he got paid. paid for those weeks. Yeah. Don't worry uh, about let's it. Let's move on then to the uh, the comments from people. So Coriolanus Quincy brings up uh, as a comment on Batman and Robin. This is a shocker. The scene of Poison Ivy stripping out the gorilla costume isn't totally random. It's a reference to the 1932 Blonde Venus movie with Marlene Dietrich with screenshots that Dan provided for us here. This is fucking wild. Look at this. She's literally mm-hmm. in the gorilla costume and unmasked herself, just like in Batman and Robin. It's a reference to this. So uh, the scene's been uploaded to YouTube by multiple people, so you can check it out. For decades, uh, Dietrich was a gay icon, so it's no surprise. Joel was a fan, but like a lot of the classic movie references in the original four Batman films, it went over the heads of comic book nerds. I would be included in that. I've never heard of this movie until now, Corey Alanis. And I was, I'm amazed by this. Check this Plus, out. Plus, especially when we were like kids watching this movie, like we had absolutely no idea. Yeah. As there's a gorilla suit. All right. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It's, it's cool. There's a reference, I guess, but it's, I don't know. It's just it kind of off for some yeah, reason. I agree, but it does. It is kind of cool that there's some, there was kind of some reason to it because we just thought like for sure there was some exact being like, eh, I got a thing for gorillas, put her in a gorilla suit. So yeah, at least there's something there, something. Yeah. Something more meaningful than that is kind of cool. Even though I I still feel like poison Ivy's entrance was better in the 1996 version of the, uh, of the script we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, But thank you, Coriolanus for that. Uh, Next one is from Scott. So Scott commented on our Dr. Strange uh, unmade episode. Interesting. Talking about Link Ray and and Link Ray's song uh, was a big part of that script. And we talked about that. So Scott brought up Link Ray did start out doing what could be considered surf rock. However, the song in question, Falling Rain, is an Americana ballad released much later in Ray's career, way after anything he was doing was considered surf rock. And yes, he was actually indigenous. Great episode, by the way. 
Oh, that's cool. So he is indigenous. That's cool. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you, Scott, for that, for being, <laughs> for listening to the uh, Doctor Strange episode. Please check that out if you haven't already. With that, <laughs> yes, got some low views. I don't think we're going to cover <laughs> Doctor Strange again. <laughs> oh that. man. Uh, oh, this is what happens when we branch away from Batman. People are just like, "Hey, like, aren't you going to do some Marvel stuff?" I'm like, "You want to see what happens when we do?" So, yeah, I know, man. I, yeah, you know, we take a little dip, but no, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, we'll find out what works. Yeah. Uh, so Spark again, and one of our big supporters, Spark again, three eighteen, brought up. Uh, this is his comment on the Batman movies you've never seen, the insane Filipino Batman films. Uh, Spark again says, "More Batman knowledge from the best." Oh, thank you. Uh, and good news on my black Batman fan made script. It's been five years since I started to learn how to write a screenplay and it took five drafts to make a perfect black Batman fan script. The name of it is called Batman shadows of new Orleans. And I promise you, Ben, you're going to love it. And the more I learn from you all, the better I go to writing it. Uh, I should be finished with it by August or September this year. Thanks for giving us everything we didn't know. And your opinions in number one on my top five as a Batman channels on YouTube. Thank you. That's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's awesome. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Always love your support. That's awesome. Spartan. Yeah. Awesome. And I think that moves us over to the fan shout outs. Back to you. Oh, Andrew. man. Make room for huge plays with the HyperX Alloy Origin 65 mechanical gaming keyboard and the Pulsefire Haste wireless mouse. The Alloy Origin 65 has a functionally compact form factor, keeping the arrow keys without the number pad and function keys. The Pulse Fire Haste is the lightest wireless mouse from HyperX, featuring a robust connection, up to 100 hours of battery life, and is even water resistant. The Alloy Origin 65 and Pulse Fire Haste Wireless. Keep your setup clean and clutter free with the Alloy Origin 65 mechanical keyboard and the Pulse Fire Haste wireless mouse. Okay, right. back to the list, yes. everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, we want to thank all these people here on the list and the visual, but uh, also uh, to highlight some of the more recent people, which would include Daniel V, Pete B, Calzy C, Maurice D, Jonathan, no- Noel, Robert H, R, D, Decade VV, and Josh M. Thank you so much, everybody. And we have our other supporters here in the visual as well. Thank you. For that, everybody. And then please check us out at patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. We have a $1 tier, $5 tier, and $10 tier. So the $1 tier gets you the shout out, be it visual or aural. Or, and then we have the $5 tier, which gets you the $1 tier shout out, but also a whole other show uh, every Friday. So this show you're watching now for free on YouTube is every Monday. And then we have an mm-hmm. extra show uh extra yeah every you know another show uh for five bucks and you can cancel anytime if you want but that is our patreon show and that's every friday and then we have our ten dollar tier and that gives you the one dollar and five dollar tier uh benefits but you also get the monthly meetup uh where we meet up once a month to kind of chat with the listeners and we have a topic at hand and things like that and um yeah it's in a kind of a zoom like call so yeah uh please uh join that please check that out it's patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod we have uh merch at superhousepod.redbubble.com we have uh it's also at superhero stuff pod.threadless.com 
Vin Man, Zacula, Indeed, Wizard Mug, Shirt, Shower, Curtains, all the rest. That artwork is by Stefan Santa Cruz. Uh, and then please send us some audio, an audio clip of anything to superhousepodcast at <laughs> gmail.com. And um, we'll put you on the show. And then um, if it's, you know, not incriminating or anything like that, nothing wild like that. But, you know, <laughs> most most things are probably all right. So, yeah, uh, send it some audio to there. And then I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. Thunderwolf lives on YouTube. Thunderwolfdrew.com has my whole portfolio except for Amanorecon.com. It's A-M-A-N-O-R-E-C-O-N.com. And that this is a original idea that's basically um, R-rated Power Rangers meets Stranger Things. That's how we're thinking about it. Again, not a fan film, but it's going to be an Indiegogo campaign. It's like Kickstarter. And uh, this post where this poster is by uh, Zach, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, we're done shooting the campaign video. Uh, finally, it took a while. I think it's looking great. We just have a few, little bit more editing to do. Um, but um, yeah, it's actually turned out like how I wanted it, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> Sometimes you shoot something and <laughs> that does not happen. So mm-hmm. um so I'm glad that happened uh, and, and uh, it's coming soon. I know it's been taking forever, but it's coming. Um, but you know, amanorecon.com does have our teaser on there. So there's a little something on there. It's on YouTube and all that. So yeah, the teaser 17 seconds, check it out. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's it. Ben. Uh, shout out to comic capital on Instagram, as well as the everything entertainment club on clubhouse. You can follow us on social media on Twitter at superhouse pod, Instagram at superhouse superhero stuff, pod, sorry. Uh, TikTok superhero stuff, pod, Vero superhero stuff, pod. And my website is benwanrider.com where you can read my Gotham script, Gotham vampire. Yes. Taking place in an A tier Gotham city where young Bruce faces off Indeed. against mad monk as well as my spec script for elementary called the death of Sherlock Holmes, a modern update on the classic story of the adventure of the dying detective and curb your enthusiasm. Disneyland, the curb episode they could never make where Larry David goes to Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> my YouTube channel is in the description below where you can also check out Dr. Who the Ronin of time and audio drama about the eighth doctor meeting Miyamoto Masashi in Japan. My personal Instagram is Ben Juan Ryder. My son's Instagram, my cat, Alfie, Alfie Pennyworth cat is his handle on Instagram. Follow him. And if you have an Alfie or a peanut, as Andrew has, <laughs> then you can get the whisker box, the only cat box with a crazy cat lady and gent. But if you don't have a cat and you have a dog instead, that's cool, too, because you can get the bark box, y'all. Yes. Give your dog exactly what they want with the bark box. You can get the first month off valued at thirty five dollars free using our promo link and that is available at superhero stuff pod.com slash shop where you can get all sorts of shit bark box whisper for days amazon affiliate stuff uh and you can also use our code for manscaped yes johnson's ball sack is our promo code <laughs> at manscaped you might have heard it in the middle and for those who are wondering yes we did end up getting the partnership with them on that so you'll Ooh, hear a lot thanks more to about the fans manscaped. y'all yeah, let us know if you actually use the promo code and stuff because we would like to thank you yeah. for the show. I can't believe we made it. I probably should be more uh, positive about <laughs> this shit, but damn, we made it. <laughs> yes. So yeah. we got it. We got the Manscaped. And with that yeah. news, back to you, Andrew. Oh, man, don't you know it? You know, it's about that time once again mm-hmm. where we request you, the fans, <laughs> to do Jeez. us a favor we request we want you to tell all your friends about us 
never leave home without it. Geekscape Network.